Hey, welcome to the Coming Out Late Podcast. I'm Robin, your host, and I'm a late bloomer just like you. We are a part of a rapidly growing, lesser known, or even talked about subset of the queer community. We're a tribe, if you will. And if you're anything like me, when I came out, I was confused, scared. I felt like I was going crazy and I felt all alone and had nobody to talk to. Not to worry, you've come to the right place. In the Coming Out Late podcast, you'll hear real, raw, and relatable Coming Out Late stories. You'll be inspired, informed, and educated, and you'll definitely feel supported. And you can stop feeling like you're living someone else's life and start living your own. So welcome, you have found your tribe. And welcome to the Coming Out Late podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Coming Out Late podcast. I am Robin, your host, and I want to thank you very much for taking time out of your busy day and choosing to spend your time with me today. I really, really appreciate it. So today we are going to do something a little different. I am in need and in desire to have a little brief fireside chat with you. It's going to be you and I today, and I want to bring I want to bring up and discuss some topics that I've been reading and hearing about in our Facebook conversations with one another. They've been coming up a lot lately. And those topics are fear and confusion. There seems to be an awful lot of fear, right, rightly so, about this coming out journey that we're on. And there's a lot of confusion. You know, what do I do? Am I really gay? Am I really gay? How do I know if I'm really gay? I've never been with a woman. Do I leave my husband? I don't know if I want to leave my husband. I'm scared. So I want to try to dispel some concerns and maybe arm you with some understanding today in order to help ease some very much overtaxed nervous systems out there. Because believe me, I understand how overtaxed our nervous systems get while going through all this questioning and confusion and coming out or quite possibly not coming out. I get it. I really do. I get you. And if there's one thing I want you to hear and know and understand today, because I think we all need to hear this again, is that you are not alone. We are not alone on this wild and crazy ride we call life and this journey we call not straight or queer or your journey to gayness, whatever, and however you want to describe this period in your life. It is imperative for you to understand that there are hundreds even thousands of us going through this whole journey together. And as much as our lives and our situations are different, the uncertainty, the self-doubt, the confusion, the self-loathing, and the deep, deep visceral fear of the unknown is something we all share at various points along this transformation, this metamorphosis, this awakening. No one understands what you are thinking and feeling better than me and your fellow late bloomers. Whether you are in our Coming Out Late Facebook group and, and or a member of any or all of the other Facebook groups, we all understand how you feel at any given moment on this journey. 
Our destinations may look different. They might look very, very different. But the core human experiences of what we think and feel and worry about are very much universal. Some of us are contemplating separation and divorce from the people we've known most of our lives. Some of us will opt to stay with partners and together rewrite and redesign your marital contract, maybe even opening up your marriage to ethical non-monogamy, or possibly only you being ethically non-monogamous. Some of you will deepen your relationship and communication with your significant others so much so that you both will opt to stay together monogamously and work on your marriage. Some of you will divorce amicably, and some of us not so amicably. And many, if not most of you, will be tortured with the decision of leaving someone who you still love and call your best friend, but love them differently than how you expected to love them. And there are those of you also who have children to consider, some who are very, very young, and some who are really at very impressionable ages. Some of you have already had your hearts broken by a woman, and some of you are literally chopping at the bit to get into your first same-sex relationship. We are oh so much more similar than we are different. But then we also have our outliers, our late-blooming sisters who have never been married at all, have no children, and don't often hear or see their situation represented very often at all. And yet they too are confused and in need of support and in need of talking with us about their unique situations. But no matter what, if you take one thing away from today's episode, I want to remind you that you, we, are not alone on this journey. And just because I've been out maybe a tad longer than you have been, I've had a handful of relationships with women, yes, and that doesn't mean that I'm not faced with new situations that I may not have experienced yet in this brave new world of my not-straightness, because I haven't experienced it all, and I too face new and very challenging situations well into my eight-year-old coming-out-late journey. And yes, not-straight is how I'm preferring to identify these days, and I kind of sort of feel like I'm thinking, hmm, the more of us who choose the not-straight identifier, I'm thinking the quicker our society, our straight society, is going to catch up to us because it's a lot harder for them to confuse or argue or complain about our identity as not straight. I don't know, don't you think? I mean, the old folks cringe when when I say the word queer, although I still use it anyway. Queer is my next go-to, I think, when I'm not using not straight. And I also use gay. But I bring up labels and I bring up the universal fear and confusion we all experience on this journey of coming out because it's been coming up a lot lately in my support groups, in the dozens and dozens of shares that I see in the Coming Out Late Facebook group, and in all of the late-blooming Facebook groups. For good reason. Really, really good reason. Because what we're doing is fucking hard. It's not for the faint of heart. We are bucking so many systems, our current day family systems, our family of origin familial systems, our religious, political, social, and economic systems are being bent and twisted and examined under microscopes as a result of our coming out. I mean, that's freaking wild, isn't it? This isn't just about who you want to love and be with. This is about who we all collectively want to love and be with. 
We are proof that one person can make a ripple in a pond and it gets noticed. It disturbs the peaceful existence in that pond. And maybe that pond needed to be disturbed. And when we all create ripples in the water, my God, we are and will continue to get noticed and can change the ecosystem of a lot of broken ecosystems. I don't mean to get too philosophical, but like it ain't no coincidence that hundreds upon hundreds of women are joining our Coming Out Late Facebook group. My poor friend Fiona, who helps me with the approval of the request to join our group, she can't keep up. We are faced with 100 women asking to join our group on a weekly basis. There is something going on here. Our beloved indigenous people are creating ripples. Our powerful and resilient black sisters are creating ripples. Our transgender sisters are creating ripples. Our female oppressed minorities are creating ripples. We are not alone. And our coming out is much bigger than simply who we choose to love. We are recreating, reinvigorating, and reclaiming our rightful place in society. And we're doing it from a place of fear and confusion. But we're doing it anyway. And I am so damn freaking proud of us. No matter how big or how small a change that you make as a result of your new awareness and awakening, it is going to make a very necessary and very noticeable ripple. And remember, change change is inevitable. We can either learn to embrace change or we can be miserable and have to accept change anyway. Another thing, worry. Worry is another form of fear. Worry is a waste of our energy and a misuse of our imagination. Worrying is like praying for something that you don't want. What we focus on grows. Worry is also just a a way to attempt to control something that we have no control over. No amount of worry, no amount of worry is going to change the future. None. So why worry? And if no amount of worry is going to change the future, then no amount of regret will change the past. None. But any amount of gratitude that you can muster up during this phase of our awakening, any amount of gratitude will change the present. Any amount of gratitude will change the present. And I defy you to feel fear when you are fully in the present moment. And whenever you are actively in an attitude of gratitude, you can't feel fear. It is damn near impossible. Now, I am going to go out on a limb and say it is impossible to feel fear when you are in gratitude and in the present moment. No amount of worrying about the future is going to change the future and no amount of regretting the past and what was is going to change the past either. So you might as well live in the now because that's all any of us have anyway. And my dream for myself and for all of you is to live your best lives your most loving, fulfilling, adventurous, exciting lives right here, right now, in the present moment. That's all we have, is the present moment. It does not matter to me if you come out or not, if you stay in your marriage as is or not, if you leave your marriage and go live as a lesbian in Spain. Just don't sell yourself short. Don't settle. Don't live in martyrdom but do strive to be the best 
most content, fulfilled human you can be. Dare to dream and dare to dream big. Ask for what you need and don't stop asking until you get it. Be a beacon of light and an example of strength. Learn what you don't know and don't quit until you know it. And if you can, teach others what you know and what you learn. So yes, this metamorphosis we are all experiencing is damn confusing. But confusion is just another word for fear. And growth is damn near impossible when we are coming from a place of fear. So we are being challenged to face our fears every day. We're being challenged to walk through our fears because we know there are no shortcuts around our fears. And it is scary as hell. This reclamation of self requires change and change is scary and oftentimes change is painful. So how do we face our fears and welcome change and possibly accept pain in the face of change? How do we do that? We sit in it. Yep, we sit in it. I often refer to it as me sitting in my dirty diaper. I sit in my pain and I sit in my fear and through the stench of that dirty diaper. I sit still and I feel it. I feel it all. I allow myself to feel it all. I get quiet and I get still and I pay attention to how my body feels and where my mind wanders to and I bring it back to the pain. And you know what happens? The pain goes away. Because nothing, nothing in this world lasts forever. Our feelings and our emotions and our pains come and go and come and go, just like the tides of an ocean. They change and they pass. And so too will our fears and our pain pass. But only when we sit in it and allow it to pass through us. Sure, we can stay busy, super, super, uber busy with our kids' lives and our parents' lives and with our siblings and our neighbors and our work lives. But our fears and our pain follow us everywhere we go. They wait for us. They wait for us in the car after work. No matter how fast we move, no matter how far we run, it's right there waiting for us until we get still and we sit down and we feel and face and embrace what we're avoiding. So when you feel afraid to make a decision or take an action, I want you to get quiet and get still. Allow yourself some time to be still and imagine yourself in all the different scenarios, all the different possible scenarios of your situation or your decision that you need to make. Imagine it one way and put yourself in that position. Imagine it like really go there and see how that feels in your body. Picture yourself in this, in the one decision that you make. See how it feels in your chest and in your heart and in your stomach. See if you can get in touch with how your body feels while you are imagining you making one of those decisions. And if you can't quite get a reading on it, sit longer with it and ask yourself how that decision makes you feel. How do you feel if you make this decision? Let's say you're deciding between leaving your husband and, and, and staying. Imagine yourself leaving all the way through. Where are you living? 
what the furniture looks like. How far are you? How often do you see your kids? Imagine yourself through every possible scenario of that decision. Pay attention to how that feels. Do you feel a sense of relief? Do you feel like exuberant? And then imagine yourself staying with your husband. Picture that all the way through. See what your evenings look like. See what your weekends look like. How do you talk with each other? Are you having sex? Are you not having sex? Are you enjoying it? Are you being intimate, affectionate? And see how that feels in your body. How does that decision or action make you feel if you were to do it? Again, pay attention to how it feels in all areas of your body. Does it make you feel tight and tense? Do you feel a sense of relief when you imagine the outcome of your decision or your action? You may not get your answer right away, and you may need to try this like, oh, I don't know, two, three, ten, twelve times <laughs> before it begins to, you know, feel clear which feels better to you. The less time we spend in our brain and in our head, the better. We need to spend more time in our bodies and listening. Unfortunately, our brains and our heads, our minds, scream at us all day, every day, and I mean loudly. And our poor bodies, our intuition and our bodies, they whisper. You know, they whisper to us. So we really need to get still and quiet in order to hear. Our coming out late journeys require an awful lot of decisions and changes and actions. And the more we practice being uncomfortable, sitting still, being quiet, the more used to being uncomfortable we become. The more we practice it, the easier it becomes. We cannot run from discomfort. We as humans have been born with a gazillion feelings of all varieties. We don't only get to choose the warm and fuzzy feelings all the time. It's imperative that we learn how to feel all the other feelings as well. So yes, this coming out journey can be scary, but we can do scary. We can sit with fear, we can hold its hand, and we can wait for it to pass and wait for our intuition to kick in. And by kicking in, what I'm really saying is get still and get quiet enough so that we can hear what our bodies want us to do. I know you've heard this before. But all the answers we need, all the answers that we have to our life, reside inside us. All we have to do is sit quietly long enough to be able to hear the whisper of its wisdom. As always, if you get value from my weekly podcasts, I invite you to show your appreciation by buying me a virtual coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Robin Douglas, R-O-B-I-N-D-O-U-G-L-A-S-S. And I want to take this opportunity to say a super heartfelt thank you to those of you who have already bought me virtual coffees. Thank you so much for your support. It really does mean the world to me. If you want to learn more about my private one-on-one coaching, feel free to email me at comingoutlater at gmail.com. I would love to work with you to help guide you through your coming out late journey. Retreats. 
We are still taking names for the Phoenix, Arizona retreat, taking place from Thursday, April 13th until Sunday, April 16th. So send me an email to comingoutlater at gmail.com if you would like to be added to the group email regarding the details for that retreat. And indicate to me whether you are staying with us in the hotel or you are local to the area and just want to join in on our shenanigans. I am so looking forward to that retreat. And likewise, if you would like to join our Coming Out Late friends in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, we will be retreating to Rehoboth from April 27th to April 30th. I have already booked two queen suites at the Breakers Hotel, which they tell me sleep between five to six women in each suite. You can be added to the Women's Fest waitlist and expect to receive group emails by simply emailing me your interest in the Women's Fest retreat to comingoutlater at gmail.com. And the link for the Women's Fest weekend can also be found in the show notes. I'm actually really super excited to finally be going. And I also think it will be a really nice, safe, and well-attended event for us late bloomers to experience all sorts of things together. So I hope you can join us. Once again, I ask you to please be kind to yourself today. And remember, it's better late than never because it's never too late. If you're looking for your people, your community, and a safe place to learn and get answers to your questions, then come join the conversation. Come join us in our private Facebook group, Coming Out Late, because we all know it's better late than never, and it's never too late. Time.